you are with Spitfire Exercise. Yes, my name is Erin Cohen. I am the Director of Development at Road to Responsibility. I have spent my entire career in the nonprofit world. Um, I actually started out in college. I went to Framingham State University, and um, I went for business. My degree was in economics, and I sort of just knew I was good at numbers. I was good at math. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I took an internship at the American Cancer Society because my aunt had passed away from breast cancer. So I started with them. Um, I loved it. I sort of just got sucked into the nonprofit world and planning fundraising events. They hired me out of college, and I've just stuck with it. And then I wanted to, of course, come back home to the South Shore area and really get involved in the nonprofits here. So that led me to RTI. So you're from the South Shore originally? I am, yep. Born and raised in Hull, and I still live there now. Yeah, um, done a little bit of everything, dipped my toes in it all. I sort of started um, in a coordinator position after the internship where I really worked a lot with volunteers, planning some of the fundraising events, all the logistics behind that, um, and I've really sort of honed into the development, um, stewardship with donors, and still planning events. So what's your role in RTI? I am the director of development, um, so that means a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, mainly planning our annual fundraising gala in the fall, um, but also just spreading awareness of RTR and sharing the stories of our individuals in the community. Well, so what brought you to RTR? Well, so actually my sister has worked at Road to Responsibility um, for years now. I want to say about 13 years. Um, she's my oldest sister, so, you know, when she started there, I sort of didn't think anything of it. I was still in school. Um, but as I got more into the nonprofit world, we joked about working together one day and how fun that would be. Um, so I got to know Road to Responsibility through her eyes and um, working as, you know, she did direct care. So seeing what she did in the Open Roads program, and we visited her from time to time and got to know the individuals. Um, and then a position opened up, and it sort of just fell in my lap, and that's all. So, you had, so you had a real understanding of Yes, yeah, I think it was really nice to, um, you know, being in development and the fundraising side, you don't always see it through the eyes of program staff. Um, so to be able to hear her stories and her side of things from working there for the past 13 or so years. So working in development, what, for those that don't know, what does it consist of? Like, what are some of the main aspects of that side? The main thing in development is really fundraising getting support for the organization. So that's not necessarily just the fundraising dollars, but the volunteers um, creating relationships and having advocates in the community that can spread your mission. So for those that don't know the road to responsibility, tell us what road to responsibility is. It's a really, it's a really, really great organization. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, RTR serves individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We are out of Marshfield, but we cover the whole South Shore and South Coast. Um, we serve individuals through day programs, residential programs, and our job placement programs. Um, so in short, our mission is to really make lives better. Our goal is to integrate individuals with disabilities into the community. One thing you mentioned there is you've worked at RTR for I think about at least two years now. And one of the things I did know when you first got there was how big of a not just from my organization. So just mind 
Yeah, absolutely. We have 49 residential homes and nine day programs. Um, so that stretches from like the Quincy area um, all the way down to the Cape, not on the Cape, but just about. Um, we go down into Fall River and Taunton, New Bedford. Um, we service individuals in 110 communities. What makes RTR so special? It really is a special organization. Yeah. really a small feel. I think just like you said, Jonathan, you know, it's it started in Marshfield, it's out of Marshfield, but we have a huge reach. So I think our ability to help individuals um, but get to know them on a personal level. You know, we serve 1,300 individuals a year, but it doesn't feel like that because I think that the relationships built with the individuals, our CEO, Chris White, knows half the individuals um, and so it really has a small nonprofit feel while having such a large reach. Yeah, I'll definitely say I've known Chris for a while now. He, he knows everyone. Like, like, I just can't believe how many people work there, or participate in programs there, and he knows everyone, which is a very impressive result. Um, every organization has needs. What are RTR's needs? Well, you know, right now is an interesting yeah. situation with COVID. Are always funding as any nonprofit. Um, we get government and state funding, but that's just sort of the bare minimum um, that keeps us afloat. So we need funding to be able to do all the added Talk extras. About that, how you guys fund that? When people realize the funding aspects of the RTR. So it's government and state contracts, um, and we get to bill based on individuals that attend the programs. Um, it sort of depends on the program that they attend. Um, DDS, Mass Health. You know, Chris could get into all that nitty-gritty with you, um, but a lot of our funding also comes from private grants and um, foundations and individual fundraising dollars as well. So that allows us to have, um, give the individuals the funding to go to the aquarium, you know, do activities in the community, um, and some of the medical equipment that we need that isn't always covered by insurance. Face to meet with people face to face, right. in groups, or even doing a gallery. 
decided to host a virtual gala this year. Um, I think like most nonprofits have adapted to, it was interesting. You know, it was let's try something new and see how it goes. Um, I was happy to do that virtual gala my first year here because I really think it showed the support of the community, Marshfield and beyond for Roach Responsibility. Um, we did really well. We hit our goal this year and we actually exceeded what we thought our goal should be for a virtual event. Um, given that we didn't have to put as much money into an event this year, um, our bottom line was very successful. And I just think it showed that all of our sponsors, our donors, our community partners, they continued to come back this year, regardless of the virtual event, and some even gave more. Um, so that was really nice to see the community come together and support us. says, I'll take a nice vacation after the event is over, but it, you just start for next year. Um, obviously right now, who knows where we'll be next September. The plan is to host our 33rd event um, in September. We have a hope. We have our contract booked with Granite Lakes, so that is our plan for next September, and if we have to roll with the punches, we certainly will. Um, but there's planning sort of on the twofold because it's all the logistics that go into it. Um, you know, picking the menu, doing the seating chart, making sure the lighting, the audio, and all of that is ready to go. Um, but it's also working with our sponsors and our supporters and our donors um, and building that relationship with them and inviting them all to attend the event. So it's, it's, it's an always ongoing It is. It's sort of, you know, our event is in September, but I feel like it's like the end of the year. That's what we plan all year towards is this big celebration. I would say contact me if they have any um, specific questions. I am always open and willing to have a conversation about Roach Responsibility. I love to talk with people about the agency. Um, visit our website, roadtoresponsibility.org. On the website, you can find our social media pages and also opt in to our um, newsletter and our email blasts as well to stay up to date with what's going on at Road to Responsibility. So nonprofit world can be really extremely important, but also can be really challenging at times. Now, what are some of the challenges that you I mean, I just keep thinking about these past few right. months and the challenges that come with that. I mean, the big thing in the nonprofit world is relationships, mm -hmm. whether that is with the individuals that we serve, our sponsors, our donors, no matter what it is, it really comes down to relationships. And it's been so hard to keep up with those relationships lately with everything going on. Um, you know, a phone call is great, but it's just not the same as meeting people face-to-face -face or going into the programs and getting to see what we do every day. Um, that just hasn't been happening with COVID, and we've been trying to um, you know, not have the 
part, absolutely. The success stories of yep. individuals and programs and stuff like that. That's the amazing part. Right. So it must be tough for you to try to get into places yeah. to, you know, so you can tell the stories with your Our staff are great. I mean, I always reach out to them and say, please keep me in mind, share stories, you know, because something so might seem so little to them because they live it every day. Um, but if they share that with me and I can share it with the community, it might be a great story. But I love to see those firsthand, so I do like to go into the programs and get those stories for myself. But our staff are great. I love my colleagues and sharing stories that they um, can experience and share with me as well. On the other side, what's been the most rewarding for you from the nonprofit side? It may not be, have to be RTR, but what's probably been the most successful and rewarding thing that you've done? Yeah, I think Road to Responsibility or really any nonprofit, it always comes back to the mission. So being able to see something that you do come to light, um, you know, I remember at the American Cancer Society, it was when I was in that coordinator role, I didn't really have too much to do with the planning process. Um, I just sort of sat behind the computer and the phone, and I wasn't going out there and meeting with people at that point in my role. Um, but I spoke to this woman on the phone a few times. She was a breast cancer survivor. I got to know her just through email and the phone. Um, and I was at the event, and she came, and, you know, she recognized my voice, and we connected, and we hugged, and we got to meet one another. And I think it's just really important and rewarding in the nonprofit world to be able to meet those people and see those people and how you, how your day-to-day -day job is affecting them and making their life better. So what's something that people may not know about the nonprofit world that makes it fun? The nonprofit world is like a little family. Um, I, th I think on the South Shore especially, um, you know, through the Chamber and all these different groups that we have on the South Shore, um, we're all in this together. We might have a different mission. We might have a similar mission or serve the same people. Um, but everybody really comes together, and we all help one another in the nonprofit world, and that's been really nice to see. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that for sure, that everyone's sharing ideas now. Absolutely. I've seen that even with fundraising events. Um, you know, I've been at other people's events, and I see tons of people from the nonprofit world there, and same with RTR's event. Um, we have very few people from the nonprofit world that attend and donate and support us, too. Is it, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to listen to this podcast about or RTR? I think about RTR... Where we talked about how big RTR is, we have over 800 employees, um, but we're a very diverse group of staff at RTR. A lot of the senior management team has been with RTR since the beginning, and I think that just shows their devotion to the organization and the mission. Um, we have staff from 34 different countries. We discovered recently we uh, started a diversity council, and we got the flags from it's just really a great visual to see um, the diversity at RTR. And um, the last thing that I want to talk about as well is the bookstore. So yes. if you haven't been to the bookstore or our main offices in Marshfield and Library Plaza, you have to go. Um, I have a nine-month-old son, and we read all the time, but, you know, he's not paying attention to what I'm reading. So I'm 
just reading these books to myself, and I recently discovered I needed to increase my book collection. So I went into the bookstore and talked with Stacy and picked out a ton of books, and it was like under $10, but it benefits RTR. It's a great little hidden gem on the South Shore. So. I was literally just going to say, it's like the one, it's like the hidden gem of my field South Shore. It so sure is, and it's right next to the park there, so it's, it's people, perfect can, spot. donate books. Yeah, and we also are able to have our individuals work in the bookstore. So as part of our job placement and our employment programs, um, that's one of our employment sites that individuals can work in there. So. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You are actually thank our you. first guest.